Anna means family. When life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? You don't know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Akuna Matata ain't no passing craze. Hello, how are you, and welcome. You have made it to the Disney Plus Us podcast. A podcast where you learn the deep dives, the inner workings, and especially the hidden secrets of Disney Plus. But that's not all. We are also watching every single Disney animated feature in chronological order. Today, my lovely fish... Wait, friends, no, buddies, acquaintances... I liked fish. My school of fish. You have landed on... (laughs) Cars. Cars. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you? Beep, 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 beep. No, they did not. Yeah. Well. I uh, have a lot of questions about cars, but we'll get to that. We will. <laughs> we will get to that. First up, wife. Yes. Andrea. Yeah. How have you been doing? How am I doing? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm doing great for several reasons. Number one. There is a very good chance I am going to win my work step challenge. Oh, man. Yes. Like, are, are, like, are you cruising in to the finish I'm line? I'm kind of cruising in as long as I don't totally royally screw up. Like walk backwards. Walk backwards or get like last place for a week. I think I'm going to win. That's awesome. So that's awesome. Second reason. I've been playing... Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. And yeah. I have a hundred percented three worlds. Really? And I'm ninety-eight percent on the fourth world and I've just started the fifth world. So wow. pretty proud of myself for a hundred percenting. You know, when I play a game, I like to experience all of it. None of this just play the story and be done. Gosh darn it, you gotta play the whole thing. I'm proud of you. That's that's awesome. I'm I'm a little OCD maybe when it comes to playing games. Oh, I've noticed. You totally, <laughs> totally are. We can't play Lego games together because I want to explore everything. <laughs> and Jay misses Come so on. much. He's like, hurry up. And I'm like, quit. I'm building this little plant over here. <laughs> oh. Jay, yeah. how are you? Thank you for asking. Uh I'm actually really great. There has been a resurgence, a reignition of a passion that I've held for many, 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 many years. Uh huh. And that passion is a vinyl records. Uh, I, I knew this about you. I just love putting on a vinyl record, turning off the lights, turning off the phone. No, like maybe getting a whiskey. And listening front to back, the record. No ads, no screens. It is just a relaxing, emotional recharge. Assuming you like the music that's being played. Yeah. yeah. That's, and I like most music. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I've, <laughs> I've re-put on a cartridge on 
the turntable, which you're supposed to do after 1,000 hours of play. Who keeps track, though? Not me. Really? It went over <laughs> 10 years of play on my end. I, I'm guessing you hit that 1,000 hours. Yeah, so we had to... We had to do a little operation on the old turntable. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. I'm delighted to hear it. You know, should we mosey on over to the news? Oh, let's do it. Oh, boy. Oh, what a news dump we have for you. Uh-huh. We're going to start on the juiciest bits. Okay. Disney plus writer strike. Yeah. Is happening. How how does this writer strike affect Disney? What's going on? So, and it's not specific to Disney. It's like anyone in the writers union, right? Yeah. Has gone on strike. Basically no new content. Be looking for reality TV (laughs) until further notice. Survivor's looking pretty good. (laughs) Which, what's interesting, um, yeah, uh, part of the problem is streaming. And we're a podcast dedicated to streaming, so I feel it's Yeah, uh, let's talk about it. From what I hear is it's unbalanced pay. Uh, the head owners of Netflix, of Hulu, of Disney Plus are raking in money hand over fist and the writers are getting paid next to nothing. And part of this is the fear of using AI. Uh, So, for example, if they have two seasons of written dialogue, screenplay, whatever... They throw that two seasons into AI and say, hey, give me season three. <laughs> it's going to get pretty Is close. Is that why season two of Big Shot was so bad? Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. That would explain the tornadoes. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. the strike happened and Disney Plus has ceased production of Daredevil Born Again. Uh-huh. Which I've never been a daredevil guy, but yeah, you know, it's some people no. care for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on, let me get a sip of my tea. Well, one of the other things I've heard is that uh, residuals are a problem sure. because it traditionally, if you write for a TV show that aired on cable, for example, like we'll use Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> made it to syndic- syndication. It made it to syndication. Jerry Seinfeld and other writers get a check for every single time that episode airs. That doesn't happen with streaming. Interesting. So that you could like spend, I don't know, 10 years writing a really good show and get paid peanuts. And then at the end of it, have nothing to show for it as a writer other than the credit. Like, you you haven't built up any financial stability or anything, even though you wrote a hit show. Isn't it weird? The writers are the heroes. They are the brilliance of shows we love to consume, yet they are just 
almost bottom rung in respect yeah. in Hollywood. Well, and to be fair, not all writers are created equal. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I true. mean, there are some really amazing writers and there are some middling to mediocre writers. But yeah. nonetheless, they should be paid enough to, you know, be able to live their life without yeah. worrying about paying the bills. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't want to get too political here, but I feel in America, if you work a job, you should be able to live. Yeah. Pe- period. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. There I am. Yeah. Um, there I am. <laughs> sorry. sorry. I, I don't think that's super controversial, hey. but shockingly, it might be. You know what, Andrea? I don't care how controversial this is. Ice cream is delicious. Jay, how dare I you? I just, that's who I am. How I can't. dare you? I can't <laughs> hide this any longer. I love ice cream. Let's um, move on. <laughs> all right, moving on. That got weird. May streaming guide. I know we're already halfway through May. And uh, as of recording, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has not come out yet, but it will is friday you're counting down yes that's how i'm using to uh measure may yeah pre-zelda and post-zelda that's not really a disney thing that's just your life yeah Yeah. right now it's pre-zelda time yeah okay (laughs) so the um streaming guide we have some new shows hitting we got star wars visions which is kind of that Studio Ghibli has one about Grogu, and it's a Star Wars like one-offs done by different production houses. I think the the mm. one Wallace and Gromit who does that they they did one. Yeah, they have a oh, Disney or they have a Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, they have okay. A Star Wars. That sounds kind of fun, actually. Uh, I, yeah, I forget, Aardvark. I think they're called Aardvark. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Star Wars Young Jedi, which is that a kid show? I would assume so. Kind of looks like it. Yeah. I saw a meme online saying, here's how the Young Jedi series ends. And it shows Anakin Skywalker going into the temple and like killing the younglings. What? (laughs) I'm like, that is so terrible and dark. Where are you going on the internet? Yet I laughed. Andro. I mean, when you you put all these like just rando Star Wars things and try and fit it into the universe, that's just where people's <laughs> brains go. <laughs> uh, which I think we're due for a Star Wars comedy series. <laughs> Wasn't that Bad Batch? <laughs> no, I think that was serious. I th- oh. I want I want to see. A comedy series. I'm telling you, my 3PO period drama is going to kill. That would be great. Yeah. Hey, writers are on strike. Time to pitch it. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> I want to save some bucks. There, make, there's very make few make words bucks. in it. We'll have no talking, beep, boop, beep. just droids beeping. <laughs> it's going to be great. Mm. All right. We have something called Charles in his own wor- words. Which that sounds like it's a England thing. Charles, Charles. King Charles. Welcome, I'm Charles. In my own words, my words. I think the monarchy is in its prime. God save the king. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. That's exactly what that show's that's, gonna be. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, Muppets Mayhem is a thing. Cool. I like Muppets. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming. 
Okay. Venom. 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 Which I, I was seen. not interested. I, I, I'll watch it. I, I didn't see it. Maybe if I get a J-Day tomorrow, which I think I will. I'll watch it. Oh, okay. Crater. What's which, that about now? Well, funny you ask. If you let me say three more titles, I will play you a tra- trailer because I am so excited to okay. know what okay. Crater is because okay. I'm pretty sure it's a decom. Decom? Which is Disney Channel original movie. Oh, look at you knowing the acronyms. We didn't have the Disney Channel growing up. Oh. Because you had to pay for that one. Oh, we got it. It was late in my life, but, or my childhood, (laughs) late in my childhood, but I loved it. Um, Spider, or Spidey and his amazing friends. You'd think that's Spider-Man, but no, it's actually about a spider. JK, I have no idea what this is about. You <laughs> you just put these titles down and you didn't look? Yeah, correct. Uh, if you've noticed, there's also... Is it also- that old video where they put drugs on spiders to see how they behaved? <laughs> First, your little Star Wars <laughs> meme that's dark, and now this. Andrea, have you not seen that? <laughs> I don't go to the dark places you They're go. like the LSD spider's web was minimalistic and odd in shape. <laughs> You haven't seen this one? Maybe in school, actually. Okay, I'll show it to you afterwards. Uh, Chippendale Park Life and Fireboats. <gasps> A new season of Park Life? I think so. Yes. I think so. All right. That one's real weird. Like, my brain can't handle more than, like, I 15 minutes of it. Love it. Which I've had a resurgence <laughs> of um, DuckTales. I know you have. It's fun. Yeah. It's really witty. 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 All right. Let's watch this trailer for Crater. Crater. This dome is the only world you've ever known. There's a place just off past the Eastern Ridge. Right there. Is that the moon? What are you talking about? You'll see. Father and son on another planet. Oh, that looks cool. To the crater. Going to the crater. Your dad wants you to see it. We've never even been outside the dome before. So what's it gonna be? We're leaving tonight. I hear she's weird. Why? She's from Earth. So? The peculiar. You're peculiar. All in favor? Let's go steal a rover. What? The lockdown will commence. Oh my god. Four, three, two, one. music is so grand. You know the best thing about road trips? You get to leave everything behind. Here it is. Bottom of the ninth. The wind-up. Wow. So what we're seeing are kids having an adventure on their own on the moon. They're like moon kids. Is it really blue? Yeah. Most important thing to remember. This is a bad idea. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Watch out. It's not just about where you're going. Meteor shower. Addison, run. It's about how you get there. The people you get there with. Caleb, what's in the crater? I don't know. Caleb, tell me. We'll what's in out. the crater? You guys go first. You're never quite the same as you were when you began. 
These were the best two days of my life. It's the crater! Oh my gosh, May 12th. So, to recap, it's kids who live on the moon in the year 2257, and they steal a rover and go on a road trip across the moon to the crater. And this movie releases on Zelda Day. What am I going to do? What are you going to do? It's like they went back in time to 11-year-old Jay studied your brain i know and made a movie that would hit all the enjoyment points <laughs> for 11 year old jay i'm so torn <laughs> on what to do on friday <laughs> i am taking the day off of work yeah that's all i can say i know i know you are that but is- it's gonna be all zelda but uh, unless maybe, your fingers get tired which is possible yeah so maybe around eight o'clock p.m i'll be like Andrea, where am I? You want to watch Crater? (laughs) And I'll be somewhere else. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'll be like, yay, Crater. Crater. Okay. So I have one more bit of fun thing to do. Okay. I just concocted this up in my own, my my noodle. Is it a road trip on the moon? It's close. I think it would be fun. So we all know, and we, you and I rejoiced when we saw the trailer of Peter Pan. Yes, the first one. For Peter and Wendy. Yeah. And then things got weird, and then reviews came in, and then we got spooked. We were like ghosts. Well, We'd, we got spooked after the second trailer. Oh, There yeah. were some weird things that were like, uh, never uh-huh. mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the reviews came in, and yeah, we haven't seen it. I think it would be fun. Right behind me uh-huh. is one of those cube timers that has different times on it. Uh-huh. Through the power of hitting pause, I want to put the timer on 10 minutes and give you and I just 10 minutes to watch the beginning of Peter Pan. Do you think we're really going to get a sense of it from 10 minutes? Yes, I do. You and I, it's keen eye huh. and vibe. Okay. We, I think we could do it. Okay. All right, hold on. Let me grab the, the timer. Okay. I have the timer. I'm going to pull up Disney Plus on the old... Uh, oh, we're going to watch it right here. Right here. Right I might come same side with you. Okay. I don't know. You guys can't see how we're set up at home, but it's kind of... We're not on the same side, but... Same side is a term I use in restaurants when I see couples on the same side. Yeah, and- we call we call them same siders. <laughs> but then every once in a while, Jay will decide to same side with me, and it's weird. I know it's it's got to be the right scenario, and there's got to be like a game or or, or we're guacamole or something, something. <laughs> a game on the television that's in the very classy restaurant we're in. <laughs> uh, which. <laughs> I heard that Applebee's down the street <laughs> might be going out. The Mac have one? Yeah, after 33 years. I could be spreading lies, but... Dang. All right, I'm moving well, over. I actually am not surprised. I waited once for an hour for my food. Oh, she was pissed. And they were so rude about it. Like We did get a free meal, but yeah, still. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go ahead and start this. Here we go. I'm going to put you guys on pause. The timer just went off on the 10 minute mark of Peter Pan. 
and windy. I think that's what it's called. I'm going to go out and say it. I was impressed. I thought my analysis, this is my, okay. my take. Yeah, I'm listening. I really liked the uh, art direction. I liked the costumes. I liked the acting. These kids are doing a really good job so far. Um, the the one continuous shot that opened up the, mm-hmm. the show was great. And they did a good job getting to the point. We're 10 minutes in and already was this guy's name. Peter captured Tinkerbell. Uh, John. John. John captured Tinkerbell. And uh, it, it just feels good. Yeah. I, so I would not be upset if I were seven and this was my first experience with Peter Pan. Interesting. What what did what'd you think? Um, I was intrigued, actually. Uh, starting off, I'm like, okay, all right. We got sword fighting. Uh, we see Wendy join in the sword fighting, and then they set up the story to kind of be about Wendy <coughs> more than anyone else. And she has the fears about growing up and... They want her to be a good role model for her brothers, and she really just wants to have fun and play Yeah, with them. And she doesn't want to be the role model, and she doesn't want to go away to boarding school, which it sounds like she's going the next day. (laughs) She's being forced to grow up, and that's when our story starts. Yeah, so that all was a really good setup. I feel like she did a great job of, of, like, that emotion has come across that she still really wants to just be a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So this thing could you turn on us after, you know, minute 12, but yeah, I will say there were some things that I'm like, like that felt a little forced. I didn't feel, but I, I think the, interesting intriguing moments of it balanced it out so i i would watch more yeah i maybe this is kind of the remember when lady and the tramp came out on disney plus the live action the live action this is that for peter pan oh yeah so okay but you didn't come to hear us jibber jabber about peter pan you came here (laughs) about cars andrea where were you when you first saw cars Honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> I think it was the summer movie. I was probably home from college and went and saw it in theaters. Yeah. But that I I don't have a strong memory memory of seeing it for the first time. I remember liking it. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I can't remember the instance, but I I have flashes of just the hilariousness, the the great story of Cars, uh, Mater, who, I mean, Larry the Cable Guy was pretty much our president back then. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) President Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, My favorite was the fire truck. (laughs) oh he he was very sensitive so they'd say something about him and he'd start crying and like drive behind things and hide (laughs) that's that's what i remember i'm excited i don't there's enough time has passed that i can't tell you every beat of the story and i'm kind of excited to relive it here's what i'm confused about with cars okay 
they're basically they're sentient. Mm-hmm. They're driving around on roads. Yeah. They're like, I mean, they've got all this infrastructure and everything, but there are no humans in this world. I think they are. The, or do cars watch the races? Cars watch the races. Really? There's no humans. That's weird. And you think about that too hard and you're like, wait, but. <laughs> Who's driving you? <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> you bring up a valid point. Yeah. I'll say that. How did, did they just evolve like that? Did they make each other? <laughs> like, how? That's, I don't want to get into the reproductive system. And why of a would car. they make them with like driver seats and passenger seats if there's no humans? Yeah. Don't ruin cars for me. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Just hurts my brain. <laughs> okay. Should we move on to some improv? Let's do it. Roll sound. Rolling sound production take two. Oh boy, it is time for some improv. We must take it to DEFCON 3. Once I got that tattoo removed, I decided it was time to buy a Jeep. Oh, <laughs> Hello, I am John the Tesla. I see all of you gas-guzzling cars over here. Don't have a spot for me to plug in. Hey, John. How how you doing? Welcome, welcome to the lot. Thank you. I am looking for a place to plug in. Plug into what? Electricity. Electricity. I don't run on dirty gas like the rest of you mortals. <laughs> I have, uh, a, well, it's kind of a tail that I, tail. I stick into a, a socket. And that's how you get your gas? Well, in a manner of speaking. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's actually, it's electrical. <laughs> so there's a little, like, spark and and a charge. And I'm actually not quite sure how it works. But I really need a plug before I run out of juice. All righty. <laughs> we are just Moving full on. <laughs> of it today. We are... Coming in punching. <laughs> uh, should we actually watch the trailer? Let's do it. All right. Let me pull it up. From Creators of Finding Nemo. And the Incredibles. California, here I come! Owen Wilson. He's zipping around the corner. Hook him up, Mater. He fell off into cactuses. You're in Radiator Springs, the cutest little town in Carburetor County. How about some organic fuel? Take a car wash, hippie. Look, I'm Lightning McQueen, the famous race car. I love you, Lightning! I have a precision instrument for speed and aerodynamics. You hurt your what? (laughs) I know his type. Race car. I don't mean to be rude here, but you probably go zero to sixty in like what three point five years? Oh, 
about something except yourself, Hot Rod. Don't you big city race cars ever just take a drive? Oh, you get hip to this time of day. Holy Porsche. Hey, do I spy a little pinstriping tattoo back there? Oh, you saw that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does a Porsche wind up in a place like this? I fell in love. Oh. Corvette. Hey there, Mater. You know her? She's my fiancée. What? Nah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. She just likes me for my body. But, um, Hey. Wow. That brought back memories. That was fun. And I was right. It said June 9th, so it was yeah. a summer movie. Very good. Shall we watch this movie? Let's go watch the movie. One, two, three, four. It's time for the movie. Which, which remote do we use again? I get the popcorn. There could be spoilers. We'll be back in four, three, two, one. And we are back. We are back. Engines revved. Spirits high. We just finished the movie Cars. Cars. Ka-chow. 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 What'd you think? I loved it. You know, honestly, th- as far as the story goes, this this just hit everything right. Uh, it didn't bother me that they were cars, you know, pretty much as humans. Uh, the, the voice acting was great. The story is great. The messages were great. Uh, you saw character growth all over the place. I just loved it. Same. Yeah. I think for me, like the really big standout moments were all the different characters, how they interacted with each other, kind of the small town feel they were trying to bring to Radiator Springs. And that was the real heart of the show. And I really enjoyed that. That was great. What do you say we throw this over to the band and uh, then get into the movie? Sounds great. That's Benny Kingston on the drums, everybody. And tomorrow's his birthday, so give him a round of applause. All right, Benny. Thank you. Happy birthday, Benny boy. (laughs) We open the movie on a racetrack. Yeah. The sounds of racing. We see cars driving around in circles. We see crowds of cars watching cars race. Which is funny. Like, the stadium had to be built to hold just thousands of cars yeah and i'm thinking so this is kind of like watching a foot race i guess but man can you imagine being in the back row and a car because cars are much longer than people people you know that's a long two or three feet is is all we need for for the vertical distance it'd be like in a giant parking lot trying to watch yeah so we see the racetrack. We see 
our three principal racers. Uh, the old blue car who's getting ready to retire. The spokesperson for Dynaco. Um, the car that is, what's his name? Chick. Wow. He's a green car with yeah. a mustache and some attitude. And we meet our main character, Lightning McQueen, who is a rookie this year and apparently like the next hottest thing in racing. A lot of buzz around Lightning McQueen. He has that sports body car shape. He's red. Yeah. Voiced by Owen Wilson. He's very flashy. Very flashy. So, and very full of himself. Oh, yeah. We learned during the race that he's had a hard time hanging on to pit crew. And he's going around doing a lap and he refuses to get new tires because it's slowing him down. So right now they're doing a great job of kind of establishing the stereotype. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think they did? I mean, right away I knew, but I didn't need lightning to tell me or to act in any more. Like I'm like, Oh, he's kind of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a jerk to his pit crew. He thinks he's all that. And he thinks like, He's doing it all by himself, basically. Mm -hmm. And he does say that in different places. Uh, but we get that very clearly when he blows off his pit crew. Well, he gets really close to the finish line, blows out tires. His and cockiness so got him. He was way ahead of everyone else, but now he has to hop to the finish line. The other two cars come up, three-way tie. And this is what I forgot, because Lightning had them all lapped. However, without tires, he was going so slow. But when it came down to the photo finish, he threw his tongue out and <laughs> just as the other two racers crossed. So, yeah, his tongue crossed the finish line at the same time as the other two cars' front bumper, and it's deemed a tie. And Too that, close to call. They'll have to do a special race, 200-lap race, just between the three to determine the winner of the piston yeah we also during this race get a sense that lightning is not going to give up like you can tell like he's got grit he's a hard worker his like he makes his way through a giant wreck he gets shoved out onto the grass and he turns around and gets right back in the race again uh so he's got that going for him but yeah he is kind of a jerk to the people on his team yeah Yep. So then after this three-way tie is called, we see more of that where he's like, I'm a one-man show. I'm doing it by, him, by myself. The old blue racer comes up and tries to give him advice, and he just ignores it. Uh, just kind of, And he hates his sponsors, who are the rusty bumper yeah. ointment guys. <laughs> for, for old cars that have rust problems. And this was my favorite cameo of the movie. They had Click and Clack yeah. from Car Talk as the old rusty bumper guys. I love those guys, and I love that show. So uh, I was just delighted to hear their voices. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> So through all of this post-race stuff, yeah, we get, we get a sense that, like, he thinks he's hot. He And also, he doesn't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. So he gets zapped up in the back of his truck, and he's getting hauled off in race-like format. Like, first one to L.A. gets 
one-on-one time with Dynaco or something. Who's like the big sponsor? That Everybody wants Dynaco. Yeah, uh, as their sponsor. So, yeah, but he has an agent call in his little, you know, room, and the agent's never actually there with him, and. They kind of make some remark about, hey, we have extra tickets for your friends. And, yeah, he doesn't have any friends. Bring 20 of your closest friends. And Lightning's like, uh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, you get that sense. Like, he's this hot race car. He thinks he's awesome, but no friends. (laughs) Um, So then we get a Life is a Highway montage of him going to California. Big mistake. He doesn't allow his truck driver, Mac to pull off at a rest stop and and sleep for a little bit. So Max having to drive drowsy just because lightning wants to get there sooner. So kind of a jerk move. Mac falls asleep. We know where this is going. (laughs) Mac falls asleep. These little like lit up racy street racy cars think like fast and the furious that's tokyo what, drift kind of cars i know i loved all the <laughs> car stereotypes in this like the tokyo drift cars and uh i think there are some suv uh jokes in there too that have like amazing suvs that never go off-roading kind uh, of thing. or like the family minivan and they see something kind of scary and they hit their lock yes. on their car yes. <laughs> um so these little racing cars come up and basically just nudge the giant semi off the road lightning somehow falls out the back of the truck Wakes up in the middle of nowhere, starts trying to like chase the semi truck, but he's chasing the wrong one. And the wrong one somehow led him to this little town off the highway, Radiator Springs. Yeah. And I don't really remember, I think it was some comedy of errors how lightning ran into the the city and then like got tied up. And I don't, I don't remember exactly, but he tore up the road. Yeah. He like, Went through barbed wire. I don't rem- Yeah, I don't remember how all this happened. He bumped into Stanley, which is a statue of their town founder, uh, yeah. which was like a Model T Ford. <laughs> and he dragged the statue up and down the road and like messed up the road really bad. Mm-hmm. And then somehow got like tied up in power lines and caught by the cops. Oh, no, he was speeding. And the cop tried to pull him over, and he just kept speeding. That's right. And that's how all that happened. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So next morning, he wakes up in Impound. He meets Mater, the tow truck, voiced by... uh, Larry, the cable guy. Larry, the cable guy, delightfully voiced by him. (laughs) He goes to traffic court, and they're ready to be like, get this guy out of here. And in comes Sally. Sally is a blue Porsche and she is also the town lawyer. And she's like, Hey, this guy ripped up our road. That hurts all of our livelihoods. He needs to fix it. And they're all like, yeah, yeah. I'll make him do that. So now he has to stay and fix the road before he goes. Yeah. And he has kind of a thing for Sally, the Porsche. Yeah. He thinks at first she's like his lawyer somehow even though he didn't call her nobody knows he's in this little town but he just assumes oh hot 
like young race car or young Porsche coming to be my lawyer and it ends up she's on the opposing side. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like awkward flirting happening <laughs> on his end. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so now he has to work with Bessie. Bessie is the big road uh, repaver. <laughs> and I, I guess none of the other cars have the horsepower to pull this thing, but he does. Yeah, I think that's interesting that Bessie's this giant weird machine that needs a lot of oomph to be pulled. And, um, yeah, that you would think somebody else would have figured out how to do it, but nobody just, no. well, and... Okay, I guess it needed done anyway, but yeah. also lightning's damage was pretty... Pretty bad. Yeah. Like, not drivable anymore. So, he starts pulling Bessie. He's like, this sucks. I hate doing this. Somehow, he gets unhitched, and he tries to drive away as fast as he can. And, oh, look, he runs out of gas, like, a quarter mile out of town, because they siphoned off his gas. <laughs> So he's stuck in this little town. They've outsmarted him. He hates it here, by the way. Like, it's so small. It's pointless. He needs to be somewhere else for the race of his lifetime. And he's so rude to everyone in town. Yeah, very entitled. Then we have visitors who are lost that wander into town. Big deal, because this means commerce is coming. (laughs) And so everybody, real quick, let's talk about, I want to know the characters of this town. Because we have Mater, the tow truck. Yeah. Larry, the cable guy. We've got an army surplus guy and an organic fuel guy, kind of a hippie that live next door. And they kind of go back and forth between them. Uh, We've got Flo and, is it Louie? What's the, the name the of the tire? the car that goes up and down? Oh, the lowrider one. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, so Flo owns the like fueling station that looks like an old like a car hop type yeah. diner place, and Louie does like body art and like lights underneath and hydraulics and all that. <laughs> yeah, um, jobs. We have Luigi who owns the tire area, and they love racing but only european racing yeah ferraris no no idea no interest in american racing (laughs) so they still have no idea who he is (laughs) we've got red the fire truck we've got the chief of police and we've got doc doc who was the judge in the courtroom but he's also the doctor in town yep yeah yeah so and they all have cars types and bodies that kind of resemble who they are in the town oh and then we've got the old old lady old lady who's yeah. like a model team yeah. <laughs> and she Going knew crazy. stanley their founder married i think married there was a husband. stanley <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah it's a good cast of characters all right so our buddy lightning's like screw this i'm gonna open up i'm just gonna get it done as fast as i can and he just plows through at mm-hmm. just high rpm he made it to the end and he's like hey judge i'm done however it is the most half-assed it made the road even worse if that was possible <laughs> yeah it, it was a bad 
job, so to say the least. Doc comes out and says, no, we said you needed to fix the road. This is not a fix. They argue back and forth for a while, and then Doc says, you know what? I'll race you for it. This is <laughs> this is interesting, because even I was like, what? Doc this is this old, heavy car from, like, the 50s. Meanwhile, Lightning McQueen is, you know, he's a pro racer. Yeah. It's going to be game over. So they go down on this dirt track in the middle of, like, this Arizona desert mesa-looking type area. And they start racing. And Doc doesn't even try. He's like, oh, has the race started? Lightning takes off. But um, breakneck speed. Breakneck speed. He's like, I got this in the bag. Turns out. He can't turn on dirt. And he wound up in the cactus patch with the and Doc knew to bring a tow truck. Yeah. So Doc knew this was gonna happen to this cocky young race car. He comes over, kind of laughs at him and says, Okay, now get back to the road. <laughs> so to me, this at first it seems like a simple scene, but I think this is a metaphor for him. He's mm. he is fast, he knows what's going on. Uh, he's very confident in himself, but really he doesn't know what he's doing. He has blind spots. He has blind spots. He, his game is not as good as he thinks it is. Yeah. And he could learn something from someone else if he wasn't so self yeah. full of Righteous. himself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's a good insight. Okay. So he loses the bed. He goes back and he does part one of the new road. And people are flabbergasted the next day when they wake up. Like, this looks like fresh blacktop. It is just butter to drive on. Yeah. So they're happy. They're so excited that they're going to get a new road. Meanwhile, Lightning is out practicing the turn. Yeah. (laughs) The, The turn on the dirt that just drove him nuts that he couldn't, that he flew off the road like that. So he keeps trying and he keeps flying off the road. Then he they come back to town. He gets an invite from Sally to stay at the Cozy Cone instead of the impound lot. Sally's taking a little bit of an interest to our friend Lightning as he's swallowing his pride and realizing, no, I need to double down on this. Yeah. You know, I need to I need to do some soul searching. Also, Mater invites him out for an evening of fun and they go tractor tipping. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> well, they've got tractors standing out in the field like they're cows. And they go out and they like honk honk or flash their lights. Lightning doesn't have headlights. So, so he, he just revs his engine real loud and all the cow tractors tip in the over. field. Yeah, yeah. Flip over. And Mater keeps saying, Don't let Frank catch you. And we're like, whatever. Yeah. Frank comes out, and Frank is this giant combine, and he is mad. He's flying over this thing. <laughs> it's very funny. So they get chased down. They're going back to town, and they kind of have a, a fun little chat. Mater reveals that he's very good at, at reverse driving. Uh, and then Mater says, I think you're my best friend. Something along those lines. And Lightning at first is like, ugh. And then he's like, Wait a minute. I have a friend. Yeah. And you see something flip in him. Right now, we're seeing a lot of humbling and growth in um, 
lightning yeah. right now. Because Mater is very rusty and, and lightning originally like didn't want anything to do with the rusty cars that were part of his his uh, sponsor. And now he's realizing, oh, Mater's pretty cool and fun. Yeah. Okay, then we find out. He goes looking for Doc or something and realizes he finds this old shed and there's a piston cup in there. Oh. And then there's two more piston cups. And then he sees old newspapers on the wall and he realizes that Doc was a racer called the Hudson Hornet. And he was like one of the best racers of all time. Amazing. So Doc comes in. He's like, what are you doing? Get out of here. And Lightning says, but you're amazing. Why don't you, why doesn't anyone know this about you? And Doc's all grumpy and tells him to get out, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So kind of a mystery there. Yeah. Not everything's as it seems in this town. Yeah. Then Sally invites Lightning on a drive. Oh. So we have a romantic drive through the desert, through the forest. By a waterfall. Appreciating things. <laughs> yeah, just enjoying life, racing together, giggling. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was kind of fun. Kind of, He's kind of admiring her glisten in the sunshine. And then they get up to this old like resort overlook area. And she kind of explains her backstory that she was a big city lawyer and her car broke down in Radiator Springs or something, and she realized that she liked it better there. It was just more meaning in life than just chasing money and prestige and whatever she was doing. Yeah. Yeah. You, we got a lot of good backstory there. Uh, also, kind of a hint at Lightning, I came to this realization. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about some of this stuff. Yeah. And then we get kind of a secondary, mm, think about this, because up from this high vantage point, they can see the interstate highway. And then you can see kind of the winding road of Route 66 that goes through Radiator Springs. They talk about when the highway was built, and they were so excited, they thought they'd get more people to their town. But really, like, nobody comes anymore. They just go right by it on the highway. They wanted to cut through the the beautiful scenery as fast as they can. Straight shot, not looking left or right. Yeah. So then we get a a, kind of nostalgic song from Randy Newman about our town. And we're out here in the middle of nowhere song. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then we see Doc. Doc is out driving the dirt race course, and he drifts. This was kind of a secret, like, lightning somehow stumbled into Doc doing this, with, and Doc doesn't think anyone's around. Right. So lightning sees Doc, like, turn his wheels the wrong way, and he, like, drifts around the dirt curve that lightning can't seem to handle. And lightning's like, whoa, that was amazing. Oh my gosh, you're so cool. Tell me more. And Doc's like, let me tell you something. And he starts telling him more backstory about his like big wreck. Mm. Like he won the Piston Cup a bunch of times, but then he had this giant wreck and everybody was just like, sorry, man, you're done. And his racing career was just ended after that. 
And so he's kind of angry and bitter that people moved on so quickly. Even though they call him like the greatest racer of all time, they were just over it after he got hurt. Wow. Yeah. Yep. On to the next, you know, as they say, he's done. Who's next? So now we see the finished road and lightning is nowhere to be seen. So all the townsfolk come out and they're like, oh, did he leave? He must have left. But no, he's come back. And he hits up every single vendor in town. He gets new wheels from Luigi. He gets body art. He goes and gets organic fuel (laughs) from Fillmore. Oh, boy. (laughs) He gets a bumper sticker from the old Model T lady. (laughs) Yeah. And then he helps, like, fix all the neon in town. And kind of made this dream of, what's a lawyer lady? Sally. Sally's come true of like can you imagine what this town would look like in its heyday and he brought it back to the heyday like everything was looking great and popping and sally was just and we know what's coming this is gonna be a like huge romantic gesture to sally so it's they have music going people are rolling up and down the strip it's dusk the neon lights are glowing and it looks awesome and everyone is just floating they're so happy and then the reporters show up helicopters and lights and trucks and the world found lightning mcqueen who had been missing since you know five days before and no one knows where he is, and this big race is coming up. So they found um, his tr- truck, Mac, comes to pick him up, and basically the, like they maneuver him back into the truck, and he didn't get to say goodbye to anyone. Um, and then we find out at the end of that scene, the reporter lady goes over to Doc and says, thanks for tipping us off. Uh-huh. So we find out that he's the one who called Doc. in the tip. Yeah, he yeah. wants him out of there. So I think now, is this the big race? Yeah, now we're at the big race. Lightning is not in a good headspace for the big race. He's kind of like distracted. He keeps thinking about the drive with Sally. He keeps thinking about his friends and Radiator Springs. His head is not in the game. Mm -hmm. So he kind of flubs the first couple of laps. Like, he's not racing well. He's not paying attention. He's way in the back. And then he gets someone talking in his earpiece, and it's Doc. Oh, my God. And it's all the other Radiator Springs people, and they're going to be his pit crew. Perfect. Perfect. So, so Doc's talking him through the race. He rallies. It looks like he's going to win. But then the green car with the mustache, Chick like shoves the old almost retired blue race car and he like ends up wrecked similar to doc similar to what happened to doc and lightning looks back and he sees this and he stops right before the finish line he could have won he could have won but he stops he turns around and he goes and he starts pushing the blue car and he says well you need to finish your last race and is pushing him across the finish line and green car wins, and, like, nobody cares, and everybody boos at him. Yeah. Because this is the big story that Lightning McQueen is... A nice guy now. Is a nice guy now, and, like, cares about the old guy who's about to retire. 
Uh, so kind of a classy move. Everyone respects him. He's got his friends who are there with him. He's decided he's going to make Radiator Springs his home base, so he's moving back there. And then, final scene, Mater gets to ride in a helicopter. Which was his dream this whole time. <laughs> like, And, yeah, that was hilarious. Ah, well, good movie. So that's the movie. There's some in-credit scenes that are pretty funny, uh, but that's pretty much it. Great summary. Thank you. Good job. Uh, what do you say we move on to? Here are true facts about cars. cars. Okay. Uh, so John Ratzenberger, of course, who plays a voice in pretty much every Pixar movie ever, plays the voice of Mac. Which in, they, in this one. they did point this out at the end, which I thought <laughs> that was funny. The special scenes in this movie were just hilarious. They had them like at a drive-in movie watching Pixar movies, but all the Pixar characters were cars. <laughs> so they had a toy story in there. It was toy car story. <laughs> yeah. And Monsters uh, Inc., Monsters but they were Inc. cars. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> it was so silly. But they had John Ratzenberger in every one. Yeah, so Monsters Inc., he was the Yeti, the abominable snowman. Uh, in Toy Story, he was Ham, right? Yep. Uh, in Bugs Life, he was one of the circus bugs. Anyway, they just go through all the Pixars, and he's like, wait a minute, they're just using the same guy over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> which is delightful funny. very funny okay so uh luigi's license plate reads 445-108 which is the latitude and longitude for the main ferrari factory in modern <laughs> in uh moderna italy that's hilarious <laughs> little easter egg yeah uh, i've got some other easter eggs okay the pizza planet truck was one of the attendees at the race. Oh, really? Yeah. Two more for you. Uh, so on uh, Lightning McQueen, he's instead of Goodyear tires, he's got Lightyear tires. Oh. Uh, so kind of a callback to Toy Story there. Um, also, Dynaco, there's a crossover because Dynaco was the gas station they stopped at in Toy Story. Oh, really? And they're the big sponsor in cars. Oh. That's awesome. Uh, this is the final Pixar film to be released on VHS and first to be released on Blu-ray. Whoa. Which I saw another fact in here that when this movie was released on DVD, within the first two days, it sold over 5 million copies. Oh, my gosh. Which is crazy. So there's some... Some people that really like this one. Let yeah. Buy it up. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've got one. Okay. This was Pixar's final movie as an independent studio. So up oh. to this point, they had been making the movies independently, and then Disney would s distribute them. Uh, after Cars, uh, Disney bought Pixar for $7.4 billion dollars. And there's kind of a juicy story around this purchase, okay. if you want to hear it. I do. Okay, so they had been working pretty well with Disney up to this point, but their contract was up after Cars. Their distributing contract was up. 
So Disney started playing around with, oh, the contract's up. Do we want to keep distributing or do we want to just buy them outright? And I think that was what they wanted. But there was kind of a uh, not great relationship between the then Disney CEO yeah. uh, and Steve Jobs. Oh, I, I think I remember Michael some of this. Eisner yeah. and Steve Jobs had reportedly clashed. Um, so Jobs had announced that Pixar was going to look at other options, other options. Oh, uh, Disney's board freaked out at this announcement. They're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? <laughs> Roy Disney led a shareholder revolt in the spring of 2004. Eisner received a 45% no confidence vote from the shareholders and was stripped of his chairmanship. Oh my God. Of the board, which is like juicy. Then he's like, okay, I'll step down as CEO. His replacement, Robert A. Iger. Oh boy. Bob Iger. Bob Iger. So, and once Bob Iger was at the helm, then Steve Jobs was okay to sell to Disney. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. Like, I don't like this guy, therefore. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, gone. So Jobs, I think, got a uh, got to serve on the Disney board for a while. Like John Lasseter got a nice cushy job at Disney. Pixar kind of maintained their independence while still being under Disney's umbrella. Seems to have worked out okay for yeah. everyone. It, it works. It works. But I mean, how would you know the road untraveled? That's true. Hmm. All right, Paul Newman's last feature film before he died. Oh, um, this was? Yeah, his last work in film was a short film about uh, Mater and the Ghost Light, and that was in 2006. But his last live-action role was Road to Perdition in 2002. Oh, so. I didn't even remember him in that. Yeah. But I didn't make it through all that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I adore him. He's great. He Paul is Newman. Paul Newman. Some of, I mean, his films are either amazing or, ugh, and you know, yeah. cool Paul, hand Luke. Look it up. If oh. you haven't seen cool Ooh. hand Luke. Ooh. So good. <laughs> what was the one about billiards? That one was great too. Oh, what was that called? Shooters? Maybe shooters. I don't know. Yeah. Um, this movie premiered at Lowe's Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina. Really? So the premiere of this movie was in a speedway. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, some other cameos I really liked uh, and surprised me. Chick, the green car with the mustache, the mm -hmm. kind of baddie, was Michael Keaton. Really? I didn't recognize his voice. Wow. Uh, the other one I was like, yes, was Fillmore. It was kind of the hippie van that sells organic fuel. was played by George Carlin. Oh. And this, I think, was the last film project George Carlin did. He died two years after the movie came out. Yeah. Man. Uh, I caught this one, actually. In the section of the scene where Mac is driving Lightning McQueen to California, a quick shot shows them passing some phone lines where you can briefly see and hear birds from the Pixar Pixar short for the birds. <gasps> I love that. Um, 
Uh, there was an original story idea for this movie before they landed on Race Car Finds a Heart. Uh, one of their story ideas was an electric car. Oh. In a world where all the other cars are consuming gas. Oh. And I'm like, huh. Huh. Okay. Uh, finally, a, a sad little note. The film's one of the co-directors, co-writers, long-time Pixar, high-up, heavy, creative guy. Joe uh, Ramph? Joe Ramph died in a car crash. No. During production oh of this movie. Gosh. He was riding in the passenger seat, and the driver lost control of the car. They were driving through, like, Sonoma. Yeah, uh, kind of that area, and they went off a guardrail. Oh and no, off, off a cliff. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's why you see his. It's pretty the, tragic. <laughs> the the dedicated two. Yeah, he yeah. was. I think in his forties. <laughs> but he was like heavily involved in the story for all the Pixar films up till now. Um, very clever, creative guy. Must have been a big loss for Pixar. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Mm. Um, just because we got something special for you. Yeah. And just because I was bored, I decided it would be fun. Here in Kansas City, we had a nice thunderstorm. And I thought, you know what? I should take a recorder out with my wife and do a deep dive on Disney Plus. Hey, we do we do this podcast. Yeah. Let's talk about let's, Disney Plus. Big picture. Yeah, what's no, going on? No show notes, no just free form thought. Let's see what it, what it what it turns into. I'm excited. Here you go. Yeah. All right. Do you uh want to tell us where we are? Yeah. So we're out sitting in a parking lot looking across a field above a whole patch of trees and looking at incredible storm cloud formations. Oh yeah, we're sitting out in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I want to point out, we have a tailgate above us and an umbrella and hot tea. So we're staying dry and warm. It's kind of a nice on location Sunday night vibe, you know, it's slow, it's peaceful. I love the rain. Um, but yeah, it's a fun yeah, location. It's nice to get out and just do something a little different. A little different for you guys. Um, one topic, though, that I want to bring up, this whole idea is just kind of that free flow mind conversation you know, explore, explore it with, with our hearts and our minds. Um, and today's topic, Andrea, my dear wife, mm -hmm. I'm, I want to talk about Disney plus. We've had this for what, three years and some change. No, yeah. A little over three years. What, how does Disney plus affect you? What, what overall do you think works? What doesn't work? Has this replaced other streaming services? Interesting. No, it hasn't. Um, I've noticed that Disney Plus is kind of our go-to for something quick and short and lighthearted. 
Yeah. Like a lot of times we'll go to Disney Plus for a Simpsons episode or a DuckTales. Um, less likely is us going to Disney Plus for any kind of serious entertainment. Like yeah. your really heavy, serious shows. It's usually more light, fun stuff. I still watch Netflix. Occasionally still watch Hulu. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really just been added on to the other streaming services. Um, I don't know. What do you think? You know, hold on. We got a truck and a toot here. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say I agree with you. It's not the end-all be-all streaming service. It is, however, a safe place. It is some place yeah. I go where I want to unwind, where I want to experience entertainment, where it's more relaxing and less drama-filled. Uh, I know what I'm going to watch is going to be, you know, won't disturb me, won't yeah. add to my stress. So, how, how much exploring have you done on Disney Plus? See, that's like, a do good... you scroll through the back menus, or do you pretty much stick to what you know? That's a good question. I'm gonna say I I will stick to what I know normally. When when I hit the play button, that's what happens. I I go to my safe place. I watch my Simpsons. I watch my Doogie. I watch <laughs> uh, Ducktales. But then there's times where I'm like, I remember this from a kid on Disney Channel. I wonder if it's there. Or maybe I want a decom. Maybe I want to experience something new like uh, zombies. I've never tried zombies, but I've been curious. Yeah. Zombie High, is yeah. that what it is? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Sorry, I took a sip of tea and it is blazing hot. <laughs> oh, Better let that cool down yeah, a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, so we've kind of established that we go there for uh, mindless—not mindless, but for joy, for something safe, for something fun. Yeah. What? What do you think? If any, should Disney Plus do to enhance the service? Mm. I mean, that's a really good question. I'd feel like as an adult without any children, there are a lot of things on Disney Plus that were not made for me and I probably wouldn't enjoy. But I see those things regularly on the menu. Oh. So do you think that they should tailor Ooh. our uh. content? Hey, you like Sneakerella. What you might also like, blah. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're doing that a little bit, but I'm not noticing it very much. It would be cool if they added a feature that they say, oh, we know you're somebody in your 30s that loves Disney and grew up with Disney. Here's what we, you know, here's your your account, your home screen. Or it's like, oh, we know you work at a daycare. Here's all the children's TV yeah. on the ready. I'd love to have like a trailer central 
Ooh. Like you're on your home screen, you can go through and just, here's what's recommended for you. You play a bunch of trailers and then you add the things that you liked. Yeah. That would be cool. That'd be great. Yeah, uh, like a discovery area. Yeah. Huh. All right. Um, any qualms? Anything that you don't like about Disney Plus? I've noticed sometimes with episodes of things, not just watching movies, but if we're watching episodes, it doesn't always realize it's the end of an episode. Yeah. So when you hit play, it doesn't give you the option to go to the next one, and you've got to watch like the last two minutes of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is clunky uh, operating. I want to go to a new episode or next episode or new season. I'm not, I haven't honed that in yet. Yeah, I haven't it's, quite figured that out yet. I haven't spent any time trying, but. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, what about you? I funny enough, you meant we. That's my big complaint right now, is that, yeah, it's just very difficult to navigate. Now let's talk a little bit about live events on Disney Plus and and Disney and their uh, relationship with movie theaters. Ah, so you watched the Elton John concert live, right? I loved it. I loved being a part of that last show in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep, I stayed up for that because the time zone, it was, it didn't even yeah. start till 10 o'clock my time. Yeah. So it was kind of a neat experience. Uh, to, to see something live, to have that live TV, which I've often wondered, like, if Disney has the streaming service, why not have an entire, like, live channel anyway, where some, it'd be like a DJ. So you would jump on, uh. and you'd watch something on this live stream thing that's still, like, you know, whatever, but... I don't know. It's just kind of a fun way to feature. You jump in, you see something starting halfway through, and you can get a taste of it without committing to it. Oh, I see. So you want a TV channel. <laughs> a TV channel. Bring back Disney <laughs> Channel on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Does Disney Channel still exist? Yeah, I think so. Uh, same with Radio Disney. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think so. That could be fun to have that. Yeah. Fascinating. Huh. Mm -hmm. So what was your other part of the question? You asked about live events. Oh, yeah, and the movies coming to, like, we know we're on the brink of Little Mermaid. Right, their relationship with movie theaters. Yeah, like, will there be a time where it's purely, oh, look at that cloud. That's like a little dragon popping up. Um, oh yeah, I see. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean they've had the big Marvel movies come out yeah. in theaters, but I feel like they've kind of chopped off their own left foot because it's in theaters, and then a week later it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. So most people aren't even going to the theater; they're just waiting and watching it on Disney Plus. When you know it's going to be there, why rush? But, you know, maybe you do want that experience where you can yeah. go to the theater 
and see it live because I am still a live theater buff. I love the feeling of being in a theater. Heck, we did a podcast from a theater. You know, it's it's been great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of see the point. You know, if I know it's coming to Disney Plus eventually, why would I go? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of the... I remember when I was younger, as a kid, like, you'd hear something was really good. You'd want to go see it in theaters because then it would be, like, months before it came out on DVD and you could rent it. Yeah. So there there was kind of... It took time for something to snowball and for buzz to build... I feel like we don't really have, have that as much anymore. The buzz, yeah. Yeah, it's like on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And you don't have time to just enjoy. Yeah, something. or geek out about it. Yeah. Like, there was times when people would see, remember when Titanic came out, they would see Titanic 13, 15, 20 yeah. times <laughs> and just really immerse themselves in it. Well, now there's too much content I think somebody would see it maybe once, maybe twice, maybe three times, and then on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. Wasn't that nice? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a nice little discussion. Kind of a nice little discussion. Real quick, though, I see this guy up there. Oh, it's, it's cold. Grandpa, do you have a question? You look concerned. What is the moral of the story? Grandpa? What do you mean? Grandma! <laughs> you fall and press the necklace. <laughs> press the necklace, Grandpa. Oh, my gosh. No. I just got that. Yeah. yeah. Life alert. Very yeah. funny. <laughs> got it. Okay. What is the moral of the story? There are so many morals here. Um, I think it's humility and trust those around you. Okay. I, I like that. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I'm trying to dig deep and come up with anything else. Uh, go explore a small town. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of small towns around, at least around us. I don't know where you are right now, but there's a lot of places that are off the beaten path. And you can find something really special if you go out of your way and kind of look for it. Yeah. I like that. That's some. That's homework. If you've made it this far in the show, that's your homework. <laughs> but speaking of making it this far in the show, you have made it to the very end of the show. Congratulations. Thank you for listening. Uh, tune in next time. We have a home run. Meet the Robinsons. Oh, yeah. This will be good. All right, guys. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>